everyone, and welcome back to From Miles to Milestones podcast. My name is Masha, and I will be your host. This week, I'm very excited to have my best friend back, Simona, on the podcast. We are reuniting again to talk about boys, because clearly we have nothing better to talk about. On this episode, we will be discussing the obvious and not so obvious red flags we have encountered when dating. But before we start, happy Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. It's yeah, I think fun fact or not, uh, but this is my favorite weekend, like Memorial Day weekend, even though it's like a sad holiday. It's like mm-hmm. it's always been my favorite because that means Coney beaches are open. You can go swimming and being away from Coney Island for the last five years has makes me really sad. You'll <laughs> but be anyway. back soon. The beaches will be the same and waiting for you. Oh, yeah. Dirty, nasty beaches, but, you know, we can only talk <laughs> shit about them if you're from there. If you're not from Coney, you can't say anything. And we're not from Coney, but without further ado, <laughs> the topic of today's conversation, as I said before, are the red flags we have encountered. So let's just start right into it. Actually, no, we're not, because I forgot to ask you something. How did you start your Memorial Day weekend? Do you have any exciting plans for Memorial Day? For Memorial Day, no, but I did have a lot of family time this past weekend. I went to the park with my mom and my sister and my nephew the other day, Um, got some food yesterday with my mom, and went to a comedy show with my sister last night. So I guess that's how I'm spending my Memorial Day weekend. That's a solid way to spend it. Yeah. What about you? Your favorite holiday? It's actually, well, it's, it just came to, well, my favorite holiday is New Year's Eve, but I just realized that like a favorite weekend holiday is Memorial Day because mm. it's like the official mm. start of summer. So mm. um, what did I do? It was not exciting. I went to work and then I had hot yoga and then I repeated the same thing yesterday and then I repeated the same thing today. So clearly I'm having a wonderful weekend, but I did start my marathon training for October so that's exciting for me and I guess my mom uh, not really <laughs> my mom but like she's coming to the marathon with me so that's exciting um so yeah so now it's like it's for real seas now um it's awesome very exciting stuff yeah so solid memorial day weekend today is also my 18th anniversary of moving to the states oh congratulations very Thank exciting you. stuff Clearly, at a humble age of eight years old, I put in a lot of effort into <laughs> Yeah, that's a good segue to start. So the first red flag is kind of multiple red flags, if you will. And that starts with love bombing. And I think when you are in your, like when you're dating out of college in your early 20s, you definitely encounter several situations when you've been love bombed. And the funny thing about them is that you don't actually know what's happening to you until you're kind of out of it and you look back and you're like, oh, shit, that was not OK. That was not OK. So when we talk about love bombing, it at its very core is a form of manipulation to quickly make you very infatuated with the person and essentially see and want a relationship with them in very, very early stages. And then when we kind of talk about the next kind of few red flags it's not necessarily when you're deep into relationships when those things change but essentially when you just meet someone when you just start talking to them certain things are very much not okay and one one point being 
when very, very early on, they start calling you babe, baby, love, when they text you and there's a lot of hearts flying everywhere, a lot of kiss emojis, constantly like very consistent with them. Good mornings, good nights, I'm thinking of you. And, you know, on one hand, you might think that's actually very sweet and the person just thinks about you. But, you know, if you're only starting to talk to this person two days ago and this person now calls you baby and sends you kiss emojis, like, no, that that's not okay. Um, definitely been there. None of those situations worked out. So definitely a red flag. And if I ever see that now, I'm kind of like, mm, no, 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 not going there. Um, I had one guy after we only had one date, he texted me like this really cute song. And he was like, Oh, I'm thinking of you. And then I listened to the song because sometimes like that's appropriate, depending on the context of the song. But the song itself was all about how he's in love and he misses someone. And I was just like, um, thank you. That's a, it's a good song wreck. And actually that song is a bop. I listen to it very often, <laughs> not going to lie. And that's probably the best thing that ever came out of that date or, you know, that person. So going along with that is excessive early on flattery and praise when someone very, very early on, again, like within days, weeks, and something that's like clearly out of place starts telling you how amazing you are, how much they like you. Like they don't really know you at all. Like they might know the three things you put on Hinge for them to see, and they might see a couple of Instagram posts, but they truly don't know who you are. And for them to make that kind of judgment and to say how much they like you, it's it's very strange and off-putting. And usually a sign of love bombing i had the same guy as the song guy when we went on our first date together the first half of the date was really nice we had a nice dinner we had drinks before the conversation was flowing and then all of a sudden i remember we he just like picked up his glass as if he was about to say a toast and he just looked straight at me very intimidating also in the moment and he just went masha you're such a great girl you know, I've never met anyone like you. I'm so thankful you're spending the evening with me, just like going on and on and on how much he likes me. And I was truly just like shocked and like not a clue even what to respond because I'm seeing this man's for like the very first time. So clearly he's not getting the same answer in return. So I don't know. I Whenever I think back of it, I think I definitely just said like, oh, thank you. That's very kind of you. Um, probably the nicest thing that you could say in that situation but I definitely have like that scene for all the friend lovers friend lovers out there when Ross tells um what's her name Emily that he loves her and she just responds with thank you and then he Mm. goes back to the friends and he goes I told her I loved her and she said thank you and like yeah that was definitely kind of cut and paste maybe not cut and paste because she genuinely did like him and like you know he was not love bombing her or maybe I don't know maybe he was gotta look back at that episode but yeah love bombing very common when you when you see it within you know the first couple of weeks run <laughs> I just to play devil's advocate I feel like love bombing is like one of those things that are like thrown around from people from you know time and time again of like oh I think he's love bombing me or like oh be careful like of the love bombing sometimes I feel like it can get mistaken for someone who's just genuinely interested in you like to an extent like yes if you've just met this person for a couple days or one week or two weeks or whatever the case is and they're like overly like into you or attached already like that is concerning but I feel like 
some things can get mistaken as love bombing, like, oh, like he bought me flowers or he thought of me and he sent me this recommendation or whatever um, examples. But I feel like it's something to be cautious about, but not like automatically, okay, like he's sending me multiple texts or he's sending me gifts and like, okay, love bombing, abort mission kind of thing. Like just to be aware of it, but not like so quick to assume that that's what's happening because also it might be like a difference in love languages like maybe his love language is like showing you know words of affirmation to somebody that he really likes or giving gifts but that's not necessarily like them trying to uh, you know be obsessed with you or show their like seriously into you it could just be them showing love the way that they like to give love but it could also be a mismatch of love languages maybe that's not how you accept it and maybe for you that's a love bomb but for them, it's just what they're comfortable doing. So yeah, some some food for thought. Yeah, good. No, that's a good point. I mean, I guess it's all it's very situational. But you know, if you just met the guy, and he's already like completely infatuated with you, you just have to remember that like, he doesn't know you. And you mm-hmm. don't really know them because like early on, you're both just showing your best signs. And, you know, it's not, it's not fair for him to judge again your personality and who you are based off i don't know a week conversation or one date but Mm -hmm. you know some people say love and first sight i personally i don't believe in love and first sight i believe in attraction at first sight and like at first sight not love but you know all right moving on (laughs) next red flag um so this next red flag is if the person that you are dating with or going on dates with is constantly on their phone um, if you're out to a bar or you're at a restaurant or you're like at a sporting event or whatever it is um, and they're on their phone and they're either texting someone or if you met on an app like Hinge or Bumble, you see them, you know, scrolling or swiping or messaging somebody um, while he's with you. I feel like that's very concerning, also rude at the same time. Like if I'm on a date with somebody disrespectful is a good word also yeah like if you're on a date with someone you want to have their full attention and you want to give them your full attention and it's disrespectful if they're on their phone talking to other girls um in front of you it's very rude and obviously they're not giving their full attention to you and you deserve better than that so if you you know like if they're occasionally just like picking up their phone but they say oh I'm sorry it's my boss or it's my mom I just need to quickly get back to them like that's acceptable but if they're like consistently on their phone and you know that it's like an app or not something that needs to be attended to right in that moment then it's kind of um something to look out for yeah for sure I remember there was this one time when I've been on a couple of dates and then it was like a social thing we went to like his place to like watch a game or something and then like we were sitting next to each other and I look over and he's straight up on bumble just swiping and I was Mm -hmm. like okay so I'm just gonna go now (laughs) yeah exactly but it was like more of a social thing so I could have just like because my friend was there too uh but I was like okay noted uh (laughs) we're not going on a proper date we're now just like friend zoned hard friend zone like mm -mm." you know because it's a very big sign especially if you know someone for a couple of days and like if you have that urge to like swipe or like talk to someone else while you're with that person then clearly you're just not interested and like let's not waste each other's times times time red flag number three if they are rushing on and putting pressure on dating exclusively or pushing to jump into a relationship with you fairly early on now of course every time 
every relationship is very different and there's no correct timeline to go by. Even if you look at your own friend circle, there are friends, you know, you have friends who've dated after three dates and they already called each other boyfriend, girlfriend, and they were set and they're ready to go. You have friends in your life who definitely waited a couple of months. And, you know, that's just to say that timelines are different. And if you feel that you are not ready to commit to that person or you feel like things are getting very quick things are you know very evolving very strongly and it's not necessarily comfortable at your pace and you've communicated that with the person you've let them know that you know what like I do like you I want to keep dating but currently I don't want to put you know this label or x y and z on it for whatever reason and they insist on you know jumping into it pressuring you to stop dating other people or pressuring you to commit to them that's never a good sign because a they disrespected your boundaries and b if they're so needy and they're chasing that label quote-unquote like there is a deeper reasoning behind that and you know they might have other issues going on that you don't know and they did not process yet and you don't need that in your life like you just don't you don't need someone's baggage I mean, everyone comes with baggage, so you're going to have it anyway, but, you know, you don't need the past 50 pound minimum you get or maximum you get at the airport. That's an overcharge. Okay, next red flag. So this could be a red flag, but also, again, it could be a difference in love languages or just um, the habits that people have. So if they're not a great texter and are going like 12 hours 24 hours days in between text messages um, and conversations. I feel like it's very hard to have a relationship or a conversation even with someone when they take forever to respond. Now, some people do have very demanding jobs, like if they're a doctor or work in um, the medical field or if they're in law school or whatever the case may be, they may just not be on their phone as you know frequently as somebody else who has a little bit more time on their hands. But I feel like if you're somebody who needs the constant or not constant, but just needs to be texting with someone and you're like a good texter and you're with someone who maybe isn't, um, that's like a mismatch of communication styles. And that could be a red flag. Um, If it's being brought up to them and you're telling them, Hey, like I would appreciate some more communication or I would appreciate, you know, a little short of a, of a waiting time between texts and they, are not very receptive to it, then that just might be, you know, not a good long-term relationship for you if that's what you're looking for. Um, So I would say could be a red flag, could be like an orange yellow flag, depending on who you are as a person. But if you tell them that you need more texting and they don't give it to you, then long-term it's probably not going to work out, but also understand their circumstances and situation. So if it happens once in a while, like it's okay, maybe, but just uh, be on the lookout for the signs. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're not expecting like for guys to text us like every minute on the minute, just like we all have work, we all have our own personal lives, we all have like me times. Mm-hmm. But, you know, especially that's something like early on and you're just getting to know each other. I think texting is something that's personally very important. And I think if you're planning, like you're trying to find a date, because like, Essentially, if you're going to go on a date and you didn't really have a proper conversation or anything like it just gets things awkward and like you're not as excited about it. And especially if you're being more picky and selective in terms of like who you're going to go out on a Saturday night with, like it's 
you know, I think texting is quite, quite an important thing. And if they're not going to prioritize, like giving you that time, then next one, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> moving on to red flag number five and this is kind of the opposite of what I spoke about previously in terms of them pressuring you to jump into a relationship very quickly but let's say you are a dater and the reason you're dating is to essentially find the partner you're going to be exclusive with and a considerable amount of time has passed and no moves or nothing has changed in your dating um, trajectory if you will then you know you just at one point you just have to cut the cord because if at some point you know x amount of months in there are no moves he's not giving you anything you gotta leave and personally my mark is usually like around three months if I date someone for three months and things are not progressing when conversations start on like you know the what are we where is this going you know the all the things that we all dread on talking about when those conversations arise and the guy is avoiding those topics or is just like, oh, I don't know, I'm just figuring it out. And like, I just want to take it slow and blah, blah, like slow is slow. Yes. But like if three months in, you still don't know how you feel about me, you click like if it's not a yes, like as they say, it's like if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. It's like if it's a maybe, it's a no. If it's I'm not sure, it's a no. If I just need more time, dude, you had three fuck, you had a whole season to figure it out. Like get your shit together or move on. And as Taylor Swift so magically and eloquently put it in her latest release, if you're not choosing me, you're losing me. So with that being said, like in my mind, three months, it's not it's not set in stone, done. I like that. I think three months is a good amount of time to, to know if you're looking for something long-term with that person. So I, I'm with you on that three-month mark. Moving on, number six red flag is that they are not self-aware or they don't take responsibility um, for their actions or what they say. Um, and then they just get very defensive when you try to bring something up. Like if you communicate to them um, something that they did that upset you or something that they said that kind of rubbed you the wrong way. And they immediately just jump on the defensive side of saying, well, I don't do that. But like, and then also throw in some gaslighting stuff of, well, you did this like two months ago and like I didn't bring it up. Um, and now you want to talk about this? Like if they just start to not really hear where you're coming from and try to resolve with you, but rather spin it on you as you being the problem um, instead of them not really internalizing what's happening. And I feel like um, in past experiences, people who jump from relationship to relationship without really any time in between of like reflecting on themselves and why it didn't work out or what they learned. I feel like these are the people that kind of lack the self-awareness because jumping from one relationship to another is, um, in my opinion, a little bit problematic because you didn't really have time to grow and really like be by yourself. And if you're not comfortable being with yourself, then there's probably something going on there. And bringing along not that baggage but bringing along those problems to the next person is not fair to them either yeah for sure and I guess like to add on like just the fact that if they just got out of a relationship and are out there it's a red flag unless you know you're just looking for one I'd stand which is totally cool but if you're not if someone says you know I've been in a 10-year relationship and I've been single for the last five months like I'm sorry man like you don't we don't need to get drinks like please call a therapist um <laughs> 
I don't know if that was a little too too harsh on some people. Red flag number seven is he's a finance bro. And I think this is self-explanatory. I have I'm I'm waiting to be proven wrong, but if he is a banker, finance and I I don't know. I'm not in finance, so I don't know the terminology, but if he wears a suit and he has a big boy corporate job in finance, run. He's not in. Uh red flag number eight is that he gets too drunk too quickly on a date. That on top of where he just like downs his drinks like he just fucking came from a sahara desert like that's not okay i I remember there were like a couple times when i went out with some people and we would just like you know go to a bar whatever like on a first date and i'm like i'm not gonna say i'm a slow drinker i think i'm a i'm an average drinker like i definitely like need to get a little loose to be comfortable with someone but like i'm not gonna down it like that's not classy that's not where i come that's not how my mom raised me um but I'll be like halfway with my drink and he's ordering a second. And then like, you know, he's on his fifth and like, it's just, you know, things start getting sloppy. And, you know, especially if it's like a first date or two, like on one hand, yes, nerves. But on the second hand, like we're all adults now, like please handle your alcohol a little bit better. Um, next red flag, if they have mommy issues. One thing that I've experienced is if their relationship with their mom is a little too close for comfort. If they go to their mom for literally everything, they go to their mom for relationship advice, for work advice, for things that are kind of crossing the boundaries between like, they're my mom and like, they're like my best friend. And I think it's okay to have a good relationship with your mom. But when you start involving your mom in conversations or situations that really shouldn't be dependent on your mom's opinion then it becomes a little problematic so if they're very clingy um or if they are not able to be independent because they're so used to their mom doing everything for them or their mom being there in their corner for them at all times um it can really affect your relationship and mommy issues are kind of hard to tell like early on in you know the dating part of your stage but once you are like with this person for several months or years even um these things kind of start to come up and um it can pretty much kind of be attributed to their situation with their mom so just be aware for sure and just piggybacking off that kind of red flag number 10 if you will if he Again, like if if you're, I don't know, above a certain age and you still live at home with your mom, you know, that's excluding scenarios where your mom depends on you, you know, medical issues, X, Y, and Z. But like if you're an able-bodied person and your mother is an able-bodied person who can stay, you know, who's a fully functioning adult on her own and you're past a certain age and you still live at home, that's a red flag. Like, again, of course, there are different situations and ages and circumstances you know maybe you're just out of college and you just need financial help or like you're financially taking care of your parents like all of those excluded like if there's a person like your mother doing your fucking laundry at a humble age of 32 like there are questions and you know you don't need that in your life um next red flag is that they are disrespectful towards other people if you're on a date um at a bar and they're being really rude to the server or they're being rude to people around you and just saying mean things. Um, this can absolutely spill over into your relationship, even if you haven't noticed this disrespect um, happening to you specifically. But it just overall shows like a lack of consideration of other people and a lack of empathy and just overall respect. Like I've been in a situation where the person that I'm with 
is just saying really mean things to just people around me. And it made me feel very uncomfortable. Like if they were commenting on the the weight of somebody or if they were just saying mean things behind their back um, to me, I just felt very weird and just icky. So I didn't appreciate that. Uh, so that would definitely be a red flag on my end because if they're disrespecting other people, then that's not to say like they could also disrespect you just as easily. Yeah. And it just also shows like what they value in life as well. And it's like, mm-hmm. if they make a judgment about someone based on their weight, then clearly they have a certain mindset and, you know, a certain outlook on life that clearly you don't value. And, you know, your core mm-hmm. values don't align in that sense. Moving on to red flag number 12 is his idea of a date is a pub or like a sports bra, bra. <laughs> a sports bar. <laughs> This may come off as a bit like, I don't know, high maintenance or whatnot, but actually no, because like, I think especially again, in the very early stages of dating, you both are trying to impress one another. And, you know, especially from the guy's perspective, they are trying to quote unquote, win you over or whatnot. And if his idea of winning you over is impressing me with some pub down the street with some cold beer, like... That's not a fucking date. Red flag number 13, which is probably a controversial one and definitely something that my friends and I always talk about is that if he does not offer to get the bill on the first date, especially, and for me personally, that is a red flag. If I'm on a date with someone, I would always offer to split the bill. And again, depending on the kind of place we go to and like the amount of that bill, And it used to be when I was in my early 20s, my kind of little rule was actually still is if I if I genuinely know that the guy I'm with makes slightly or more of a living than I do, then I have no problem. And I kind of do expect him to like cover my two or three drinks, whatever we had that night. But, you know, when we were in high school or college, well, not high school, but like when you're in college, obviously, we're all fucking living on our parents budgets or on a part time job. So. Definitely now that if I'm with someone and they don't get the first bill, or rather the first date, then I would be like, hmm, I noticed that. I don't know. Some, yeah, yeah. some people are just like, no, it has to be 50-50 all throughout. I don't know. I don't, I don't always believe in the 50-50. Yeah, I think it depends on the person maybe and just like the vibes that are given between the two. Because I've like flip-flopped between like, should they pay for the first date? Should we do 50-50? Should I offer to pay and I feel like as you get like get more into the relationship with the person I think the 50 50 like is not really necessary it's like one person pays for one thing one day then the next date you cover you cover the other you know date that is following up um I don't know I haven't made my decision yet on how I feel about this this flag so I'm like in between yeah I would say if it's someone I do like and I do want a second date with or a third or probably more. It's more of a first date red flag than a second. Uh, but if I like them and I want to see them again, but they don't offer or get the bill, then I'm like, mm, red flag. But on the flip side, if we're on a first date, I I know I don't want to see them again. I don't want to talk to them. Like it's a, it's a no go. Then I, I'm, I'm really insistent in, <laughs> in splitting it because I don't want them to essentially because then I feel like I have to go on that second date if they pay and if I don't want to go then I don't want them to pay okay next red flag is that they are not a good listener or are only interested in talking about themselves um this kind of goes hand in hand partly with the other red flag of them constantly being on their phone or if you see them swiping or texting or 
whatever. Um, if they are not a good listener or you feel like they're not actively engaged in what you're saying, then it's probably safe to say that they're not interested in what you're saying. And if they're not interested in what you're saying or only want to talk about themselves, or if they're not adding anything of substance to what you're saying, that they're only waiting for you to finish talking so that they can say what they have to say, then um, they're not really listening to you. And you don't want to be with somebody who's just jumping at the opportunity to hear themselves speak. <laughs> Moving on to red flag number 15 is when they're all words and no actions. I think, you know, everyone can talk. Everyone can say they like you. Everyone can say what they want from you. You know, th that's easy because we have cellular devices. What a fancy old word, cellular device. Um, that they can text and you know just essentially write you love songs but at the end of the day that's not what's gonna cut it and if someone is not actively making big steps to show that they like you or show that they care or that they see a future with you then like no amount of wishy-washy words no amount of poems and rhymes can actually cover for that and I think I'm a type of person who always really pays attention to the words and believes the words. And a lot of times that's, you know, words are deceiving. So if now someone doesn't act or doesn't speak with their actions, then essentially don't care. And to segue from the words that people say, another red flag is if they are very controlling or manipulative in the relationship. Um, if they have conditions for their love or if they are trying to criticize you um, for wearing something, for talking to a specific person, for where you decide to go and why you're going and what you're wearing, um, or if they threaten you even, worst case scenario, that if you go out with this person again, like, I will leave you or um, something along those lines. Like, if you are seeing this type of behavior in somebody, this is not a healthy relationship that you would want to stay in. And you should never be afraid of the person that you're dating saying things to you that are hurtful or um, just manipulative and just crude. So definitely things to look out for. If you ever see these signs in somebody that you're dating, you should run. Moving on to the next red flag. And, you know, definitely speaking to myself on this one. <laughs> if, is there, if there's a big age gap and... I was definitely, is there a reason you're laughing, Simona? No, no, go ahead, Masha. <laughs> this is all you. Um, no, but I definitely romanticized dating someone older. And I always thought it was such a flex if, you know, you're 19 and, you know, someone in their mid-20s looked at you and back. I'm just like, if you are in your early 20s and you're dating someone or your partner is, you know, a solid 10 years older than you why why would a 30 year old man be interested in a 20 year old girl who either is in her final year of college or just got out that person was not okay for thinking that was okay and there's definitely a reason that they're interested in older um, younger women rather uh, maybe they have some I don't know, it's definitely a complex of some sorts, because when there's such an age gap, there's definitely, it's very clear who is on top and not sexually, but like, it's very clear, like who is, you know, the, the bigger like person. Like authoritative. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And who, you know, who's more submissive in that relationship. And I definitely found myself that 
when I was in relationships with a bigger age gap, I didn't feel like I had a real voice. And I felt like I was going along with whatever the other person saying was because like they were older, they were quote unquote smarter. Um, but now when, you know, I'm in my mid twenties, I would not date someone old, like in their mid thirties. I mean, obviously, you know, the older you get, the age difference matters less, I think. I think it's more specifically when you are in your early 20s, when you're like late teens, early 20s, like dating someone older is not as cool and is not as glamorous as you thought it was going to be. Don't date with a big age gap when you're young, point blank, red flag, you don't need it. Okay, moving on to number 18. Um, red flag is if you are anxious or uncertain where you stand with the person, if they're kind of giving you mixed signals or if they're being a little dry in their texts or they're not being as affectionate as they normally are with you um, or if they're being flaky with plans um, and you just don't know where you stand with this person and if you're still on the same page of your relationship status. Um, the person that you're with and the person that you're dating, if this is a long-term potential partner, um, will not make you question their feelings for you and will not make you question where you two stand. And so once you start having those questions, it's kind of time to have the conversation with the person if you're feeling something off. Um, but maybe also your relationship has run its course and it's kind of fading out, which is also okay and it's also normal. But once you're aware of the signs that something is kind of off, um, I think you can probably bring it up to them and discuss it. And if you're on the same page or something's just not there, then you might need to um, move on. Another red flag is if you're dating someone for a long time, um, or even if this is so fresh and new and they don't really bring their friends around you, or if you haven't met their friends, um, or if they're not making an interest in forming some sort of relationship between his friends and you and your friends or whatever it is, that's concerning. I had a previous experience with someone that I was dating where my friends were always, you know, like he was part of my friend group. Whenever my friend group had plans over the summer or we would go somewhere, I would always invite him. But he did not have many friends that did stuff like his friend group didn't really go anywhere and so he didn't really initiate any sort of plans with his friend group and myself and I felt really like disconnected to him and his friends and it's like you're dating somebody for a long time you want to be able to you know feel comfortable with their friends and do things with their friends and I can honestly name two times that I've met his friends and did something with them um and that was a little upsetting for me because I I know that I'm fun. I know that my friends are you fun. You are fun. So I know. I know. But it's like, I wanted him to want my friend. For, I wanted him to want me to meet his friends or to be with his friends. And just like, you know, like you're dating someone, you want to integrate friend groups and, you know, have fun and all that stuff. So for sure, it's a red flag for me if the person that I'm with is not making plans. And if the person that I'm dating doesn't have a good friend group, then that's also saying something about them. And it's like you're 20 something years old, you don't have like a couple close friends that you go out and do stuff with. And if the only thing they do is like smoke and drink, then that's also another red flag. Because it's like, what are your hobbies? Yeah, <laughs> what, do you exactly. what do you do, do with it? Yeah. Smoke? Like- <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I definitely like this is such an important one. I think like, I don't know if you have this one, but I definitely have like 
key three questions that I kind of ask on a date where they're not as straightforward, but like when I ask them, then like it gives me an idea of who that person is. And, you know, the whole friend thing, point one, like I've definitely been in a situation where the person met my friends and I don't think I could name a single friend that they have. And to me, it's like, it's so normal to like, if you, if I like someone we're dating, I want Mm -hmm. you the same. Yeah. Like meet my friends, hang out together. Like I'm also possessive of my friends though. Like they, my friends can't like be their friends, friends, but like they can hang out anyway. um, But yeah, it was very concerning that I didn't meet a single one of their friends because they were away or they were this or that. And I was just like, Mm -hmm. "Mm." to me, I just, it's really important that a person has, you know, it's not about if they have like 10 friends or one friend, but that they are able to maintain a good friendship with someone past, you know, a certain mark. Because I think the same way a relationship takes work and time, friendships Mm -hmm. take work and time. And, you know, no matter how close and how good of a friend you or best friends you are, there are definitely ups and downs in that relationship that you work through. And, And you actively are choosing to be that person's friend you're actively choosing to spend time with them so that's I mean a whole tangent on another topic but I think it really does show a lot about a person whether they have those relationships or not in their life and moving kind of piggybacking on the friend aspect of things red flag number 21 is that your friends don't approve and I think that's a hard one because it's difficult to tell your friend or your best friend that you don't like the guy that they're dating. And I definitely had friends who kind of, they they didn't like black and white say, mash that guy's a piece of shit. Fucking <laughs> date it, like slap his ass, like done. But I definitely knew when I was dating certain people that they were not fans mm-hmm. of them because they would say things like, well, just be careful. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, if you like that, that's, you know, like it's a girly way of being, you know, s- kind of walking around the bush and not really saying directly how they feel. Cause it is, it's definitely a hard thing to say because ultimately, if your friend likes someone who you don't approve, they're not going to listen to you. Like you're just either going to ruin your friendship or, I mean, depending on how good of a friend you are, I think, like if my friends ever said, like, oh, I don't like who you're dating. Now I would definitely take it as a sign because my friends know me the best. And if my friends say they don't like someone, it's not an immediate red flag, but it will be really hard for me to continue that relationship or whatever it may be Mm -hmm. if my friends, if my closest friends don't like them. And honestly, like, I feel like if my family also Mm -hmm. is not, because I think it depends. Some people, like, don't really care about what their family says. And I was definitely the type who... I didn't really care if my mom or my grandma or whoever, like, they didn't really like who I was dating. Um, But now it's something that's really important. Like, if my parents and my grandma and my grandpa don't like, if they unanimously veto my decision. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it'll continue. Yeah, I'm, like, the same. Because, like, when I was in my previous relationship, I remember, like, every, like, small little argument that I had with my partner at the time like I would share with my sister specifically and and my mom and when we were talking about it like my sister would be the one to be like "Mm, I don't know like this is kind of too early in your relationship to be having these conversations or she'll be like well you've had this conversation multiple times like why are you arguing so much about this specific thing so frequently and I would always kind of brush it off brush it off and I was like no no like it's okay like da 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 whatever and then like when the relationship ended um she was kind of like I told you so like 
like it doesn't end like if you're arguing about the same things or the same conversation is being brought up time and time again like there's a reason for it so it's not a long-term thing it's not sustainable long-term um so it's like in hindsight she couldn't be like simona like like wake the fuck up like like leave this relationship like she wouldn't say that but like in hindsight like i should have kind of picked up on the signals that she was giving so yeah i agree like if my parents my sister, my friends, my closest people around me are kind of like, mm, red flag, alarm, alarm. I can't, you know, really say, yeah, I'm going to continue with this relationship, even though everyone is telling me not to. I would feel really yeah, bad. Um, Moving on to number 22 red flag is if they don't respect your boundaries, um, especially intimate ones where you really made it clear where you stand on doing anything intimate in a relationship. If they're pushing you and making you feel uncomfortable, then you need to GTFO because someone who is pushing your boundaries, especially when you're saying that you're uncomfortable with something, that is not somebody that you want to pay any attention to or give any um, anything to because they clearly don't respect you and they are not being conscious of what you're saying to them and they are just being very disrespectful to you overall. Um, I think that you want to be with somebody who is very aware of how you feel about certain things and are not trying to make you feel uncomfortable on purpose. Um, Especially if you're saying, this is my boundary that I do not want crossed and they consistently push on it and push and prod. That's, that's just gross behavior, honestly. And Men need to understand that no is a complete sentence. If you say no, you don't need to elaborate on it. You don't need to say, I'm sorry, no, because. No, don't say I'm sorry, no. no. End of conversation. If they don't like it, goodbye. Like, that's it. It's not your place to explain to them why you have certain boundaries that you don't want cross. It's not their business at all. No, 100%. I definitely agree. Moving on to the next red flag is that his exes are crazy. And I think we all dated people whose exes were absolutely crazy. And I don't know, whenever someone speaks badly about their ex, to be honest, I speak badly about my ex, but he was an actual dick. <laughs> really, like every single ex in your life was was crazy. Like, even if she burned down your house, I'm going to call you. But what did you do that made her burn down your fucking house? Me, clearly you pushed her to, <laughs> you mm-hmm. just her boundaries. But no, like all jokes aside, I think, if every single girl you date is a crazy one, I think you're the mm-hmm. crazy one. Like, I don't know. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. I mean, we all, absolutely, we've all dated kind of crazier people. We've all had those crazy scenarios. If, if someone says their ex is crazy, gotta gotta pin mm-hmm. that in your mind and say, mm-hmm. are you the next Why? crazy one? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the last, not really a red flag, but the second you get a gut feeling that something is not right, you are right. And I think it's so easy to absolutely, you know, disregard your your inner feelings, your gut, your, you know, your instinct. Uh, because every time something that's like not okay comes up, you're justifying it with why it is. Like you you subconsciously know so much better than, you know, consciously of what is right and what is wrong. And, you know, you just have like we just have to trust our inner feelings so much better because the second you know, these little thoughts start creeping in. Like, they're not creeping in out of nowhere. I mean, I think, like, if we think about it from, I don't know, evolution point of view, like, we have mm-hmm. instincts for, because, you know, we have to survive because, like, you know, there was real danger out there in terms of, like, bears and 
not dinosaurs i don't think di- well mm-hmm. anyway off the topic but like you know that is still with us as humans like reasons for self-preservation and you know if something's not right and don't let ultimately anyone else in your surrounding convince you otherwise because if something's not right for you it's just not right for you i agree i think that if there's anything that you are taking away from this podcast conversation it's just be aware of the signs that someone is not the person that you may want to spend a foreseeable amount of time with and that it's okay to walk away from a relationship despite all the good things if there are any deal breakers that you have set for yourself it's okay to walk away because you do have self-respect for yourself and you don't want to make compromises that you're not comfortable with yeah don't compromise your core values for exactly well that wraps up this episode of from miles to milestones podcast thank you simona for joining me again it's been a pleasure as always having you and i I can't (laughs) wait to have you again because i'm sure i will (laughs) always a pleasure love talking about boys there's endless amounts of conversations that we can have about them so always happy to be here lovely chatting with you and till next time till next time stay tuned bye